I'm Kim. I'm Megs. Welcome to the At Woods End podcast. <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> no, it's not the same. <laughs> Why are we here? What have I done? Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? Like, it's so obviously not. <laughs> You're just uneducated. It's not that bad. I don't know, is that even a word? Welcome back to episode 14 of the At Wits End podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Megs, and this is the art of hosting. I think this goes without saying for anyone who's actually hung out with us in real life before, but you and I both live to host. Nothing gives me more joy than putting together an elaborate grazing board and planning (laughs) all of the details of a good party. So this week we thought we'd spend the episode kind of expanding on what it means to be a good host a bit more and kind of get into the nitty gritty of what we love about a good party and how we feel about the fact that we can finally host people again after literal years of not being able to spend time with friends and family. So so I guess maybe let's start there. How are you feeling about the return to socialization? I mean, I'm literally thrilled to welcome people back into my home and to be able to throw events. I live for this. This is my low-key favorite hobby, if it's even a hobby. And I feel like not only because of the pandemic, but also because of my pregnancy. Because of COVID, I was super high risk. So we really were more isolated and I really couldn't do one of you know the things that I really love the most there there's also this added variable now like I'm really happy I'm just getting those guests in here but there is the added variable of Hugo uh, my baby Mm -hmm. because that kind of changes things like I can't do things the same way because I get to feed Hugo and I'm happy that I get to breastfeed and and it's wonderful and I'm really grateful for that but I have to put him to sleep there's different things you know he calls for my attention so my husband has been called up to the front lines whether he likes it or not but (laughs) (laughs) a bit more of a it was always a joint effort but now these are the tasks that I'm going to yell out from the living room as I'm breastfeeding but yeah what about you where where are you at for this I think like short answer same yes like I'm so excited (laughs) to like finally be able to spend time with people again I think I'm finding it a bit overwhelming in some ways just because we've gone so long without really being able to make plans now it's not only summer but it's the COVID restrictions are lifting here in Ontario and like there's this 80% of me that's like yep come over what are we doing what can I pick up let's go (laughs) and then there's this 20% of me that's only really just catching up with me in the last like week or so yeah that's like this is a bit overwhelming I was thinking about this quite a bit while I was working today because I had been feeling pretty anxious all week and like usually when I feel that way it's pretty easy for me to pinpoint that it's work related or there's something going on that's like causing it but I couldn't put my finger on what it was and then I was thinking that I haven't spent a weekend at home since June. Oh my god. Like I've been at least one night of my weekend spent either like hosting people at my cottage or being somewhere else other than like in my own bed at home like waking up at home and I feel like that is where that oh my god like I haven't had those like mornings (laughs) to myself in a long time but like I'm not complaining the short answer of that long-winded answer is I'm thrilled (laughs) to be back spending time with my friends planning hangouts might be overdoing it a bit at the moment but I'm not planning on changing anytime soon but you know what? I think what the universe is also telling you, for those of you that don't know, Kim lives about an hour and a half away from me. She's on the east end of Toronto and I'm on the west side of Toronto. Not even Toronto. We're like east and west of the city. And I think that's a sign that you need to come out west where all these things happen. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just not spending all my time driving to people. Yeah, because then you get more bedtime. See? Yeah. <laughs> really, for my, it's for my sleep. There's nothing I love more than the good grocery shop before like, planning a party and like picking up all those things. So I don't know. What do you love most about hosting people? Yeah, the grocery store. Somebody once asked me, you know, what's your favorite store? And I fucking replied with the grocery store because I didn't so understand silly. the question. <laughs> they were talking about like clothing stores and I was like, it's the grocery store for me. Yeah, so going off that, I think it's I think it's like food, feeding, you know, and, and conversation. I think those are my favorite parts. I have a new kitchen that we renovated this past year and I love being in my new kitchen and crafting things and, you know, challenging myself as like a chef and an artist. And really in the past few years, I've begun asking, you know, many of my guests. So like, by the way, if you've been a guest here and I didn't ask you this, it's because you probably haven't stayed overnight. But <laughs> oftentimes I ask. because she doesn't really like you. <laughs> don't, don't start shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, 
you know who you are <laughs> Kim I'm gonna get messages <laughs> but it's like I, I'll ask a lot of my guests you know like what are you craving and then trying to kind of curate my meals towards the people that are coming over and that oh God, brings me a the most like stressful and nicest question that you ask me when I come to stay with you and I'm like oh my god I feel this need to like challenge you but also not be a burden at the same time <laughs> it's never a burden but Kim's also like the most indecisive or not indecisive isn't the right word it's more like easygoing she's like whatever you want and I'm like no <laughs> make decisions yeah, I'm, just, like, not pe- I'm not picky <laughs> okay so what's your favorite part <laughs> I guess like similar answer I feel for me it's just all the little details bringing it all together just like getting my space organized if they're I don't know I'm not like a huge like decorator but you know like putting everything out <laughs> on like, nice plates and like doing all those little things that bring it together like definitely done towers of jello shots and things <laughs> like that you know like I just like to make it like a little bit excessive Extra. I think every time and making sure just I guess that like everybody has everything they w- could want or need and having it kind of like all set up for me there's nothing I love more than when someone comes to my house and they just know they could go in the fridge and grab something and like it'll be there or like you know just like feels like really at home basically I like to turn my home into a bed and breakfast is what I'm saying yeah no I love in that. like a really excessive so like the groceries is like a part of it and getting the food planning what the menu is but also just people being like oh my god the service <laughs> you're the boss the king the shah <laughs> you know? yeah <laughs> hold on actually Disney has a lot of hosting related songs and Aladdin the genie sings no that's not exactly like hosting but in Beauty and the Beast when B yeah guest be our guest yeah, yeah. see I, I feel like you're more the like be our guest energy and I'm more the like you ain't ever had a friend like me genie energy <laughs> 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 okay so okay if when it comes to hosting you have so like groceries are part of like your kind of because I think with hosting as you if you enjoy hosting you definitely have like this algorithm you know this the way that you're kind of preparing and are there non-negotiable or like what are the different things that you're always ensuring you have like what's in your fridge what are you making sure is there in your eyes what's Um, needed I guess okay on like a really general note for me I guess when I first started throwing parties was in high school the the days of like inviting 30 people and somehow they're 60 in your basement and you're like (laughs) I don't know how these people got here are you? But like, I was always taught to feed people. And that's something that I think is like, I mean, on a general level, that should obviously be kind of non-negotiable if you're hosting people. It's way more common at our age now. It wasn't when we were 15. And I remember I'd make this nacho dip at my high school parties. And it just became this like <laughs> legendary thing that people would talk about. And I'm like, it's really nothing special. It, I'm not even kidding. It's like sour cream and cream cheese and like some peppers and salsa. A salsa. I can't say that word. Salsa. Salsa. <laughs> I can't say it. Sue me, everyone that asked me for apologies on air last time I tried to say that word. I can't say it. Salsa. I am sorry. For me, it was that really taught me that like, it was such an easy thing for me to do. And at the time I was like, oh my God, like people just want to, you know, have a place to drink. Like they don't really care about the food, but it made such a huge impact on people. The fact that it was there in that sense, that's non-negotiable. I think having lots of snacks, I'm a big fan of grazing, especially when you're planning like weekends with people. I know my friends and I will always do snackers. Yeah. Like our cottage weekends are always something like for breakfast, huge snack board, dinner. That's kind of our routine. And I find that you know, then there's something for everyone. There's some healthy things. There's some not so healthy things. Everyone kind of just pick and then no one's ever really hungry. Yes. I'm also a big fan of making some sort of, I don't know if like it's a sangria or like a punch or something. So that like, yeah, Yeah. like it's like, even if people are bringing (laughs) their own drinks, they still have, you know, the in-house option. Yeah. No, that's. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, it's so far from the mic. This is a side tangent thought here. I went to Kim's house this past summer for her birthday and there was like a little comment that your your mom made right about oh make sure that you do this because Maggie's gonna know or something it was about cooking because oh I know what it was okay tell me what it was it, it was a debate about we were making flank steak and fries but someone in my family I don't remember who said something about frites ah. and my dad was like I need to figure out what the difference is between fries and frites because Maggie will know <laughs> and 
and we'll, we'll call them frites, but they're actually fries. So, like, that. <laughs> which is, like, so was, sweet. Which I'm pretty sure we ended up making, like, not either of those things. But, like, yeah, that was 100% what it was. So, yeah, it was so that you going would know off the difference. that is that this idea of, okay, what do you do? So, like, knowing, knowing these, like, unspoken not rules but like rules of hosting what do you what's your reaction if you go somewhere and does that throw you a little bit because it kind of throws me if I go somewhere and there's like not food because I'm just I have this like rhythm I have this progression of what needs to be there for hosting even in high school like you said a lot of times you'd go to kids house but then usually like a mom would pop in and be like I made just get that or you know do you guys want some chips or something what what's your reaction to that I don't know. It's hard because I don't think that's happened to me in a very long time. I have some excellent hosts in my <laughs> my friend circle who really you like go above are. and beyond. To Yeah, they know who they are. But they really go above and beyond. And I think in other circumstances, there's kind of already an agreement that we're ordering. But like... I don't know. I just think it's one of those things that you definitely notice when, particularly like when people don't offer you a drink, even just like water, I think is a big one. And also when you enter into groups and you don't know everybody and people don't take the time to introduce you (laughs) is a big one. I'm a serial For me, which like I feel like I have more to, yeah, you are a serial (laughs) over-introducer, but it's appreciated because I feel like, and like I have like more to say on this later in the episode, but what about you? How do you feel when you're not being catered to? I I think I sweat a little bit because i the hosting urge comes out and i'm like oh can i get anything out for uh, can i can i get a drink for anyone (laughs) (laughs) just like such a snotty way of being kind of like i i have an itch and i don't i would never want someone to feel bad because i spend way too much time preparing for events you know no it brings me so much joy i think that's the thing is people are always oh can i like you know can i help with this or can i you, can I bring anything? And I'm like, genuinely like just yourself. I also, like, I have a plan yeah. in place. <laughs> it's That's my favorite. I thoroughly enjoy that. And it does feel like a hobby. It does, yeah. Okay, so what is your day of an event? What, what are you doing to prepare? What's your pre-event schedule look like? So I didn't even think it the... sounds, sounds like we're planning for the Olympics. <laughs> what's, your, what's your pre-game? Like, how are you getting ready? How are you getting your head in the game? Uh, Okay, so I didn't even think of like the grocery store aspect of that because I guess it depends on the type of event. But for me, everything starts with a good clean. And I mean, like we're pretty good at keeping to a cleaning schedule, but I feel like I can't prep in the kitchen if the house doesn't Mm -hmm. look the way that I want it to. And then that it's like almost like clearing off your desk to be able to study for something. I just my house is my desk and I need it to be absolutely pristine and then I can kind of get into it and then... Then it's like food time and depending on like the size of the event, sometimes I'll literally run through a schedule, like a time schedule. So I know when does this need to go in the oven? What time do I have to pull this out? You know, what's the order that has to be done and to get everything ready on time? And this one has really been a big one lately because if Hugo needs me, I'm there and I'm not stressing myself out with without reason. Other things. Yeah, yeah right. Because if I'm like, okay, this needs to go in this, then I can kind of instruct whoever is with me because I always have like a little entourage who, you know, I fund my, between my sister and my sister's best friend who we grew up with. They're always here. <laughs> then it's like prepping. I like to have like China out, like napkins, any little special touches. And my favorite thing ever is to clean up the entire kitchen to be like, what prep? I didn't do it. It was what? ready. I did. This was all just here. I know. That's my favorite thing is when it's like everything's ready and somehow it's still spotless. And I'm like the kind of like crazy that goes around like straightening things. Yes. Out and like, like I'm like karate chopping pillows. And I'm like, yeah, it just every, it always looks like this. We just zhuzhed it very quickly. You know, okay. So, yeah, okay. oh my God. I didn't even have time to clean, guys. <laughs> oh, you caught me off guard. If somebody ever catches me off guard, though, I'm mad. <laughs> Which, like, thank God for the cleaning schedule. Did we do a time. word like that in our words episode about when you... Scurry fudge. Like, scurry fudge. Yeah, like when you aggressively clean because you see your neighbor walking up through the window. I would literally pretend I'm not home rather than let somebody any, into a house. Anyone ever makes me scurry fudge, they're cut. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> okay, so then this, is, this leads into arrival times. Like, are you... Okay, so this is... We'll do both. Are you the type of person that arrives on time or a little late on purpose and then how do you prefer your guests to arrive? I'm a big on-time person and I know that probably annoys people. I also love when people are on time for my events because I'm neurotic. I'm someone who's aggressively on top of things. I love being organized. 
I'm fi- I'm fine to go with the flow, but like you know that if I'm hosting something, I've been sitting on my couch tapping my toes for 30 minutes waiting for you to show up because I've been ready for like four hours. And so like when people are then late on top of that, I'm just like pacing around my house like a crazy person. So yeah, I love when people are on time and I'm definitely the person that like accidentally shows up 10 minutes early because I'm just so excited to be at someone's party. I'm so like, accidentally my ass. I do. Yeah, I'm just like, I need to leave at this time. And then like, I'm like, oh, there was no traffic. I'm now here like 20 minutes early. <laughs> I don't fault people for being fashionably late. And obviously sometimes it is appreciated. I don't think a problem either way. I just know that I'm managing my time to a T kind of person. But yeah. what yeah. about you? Say exactly. Like for me, it's a, it's like cinema. It's, it's like a dance in my kitchen. There's things <laughs> flying. There's, and I'm always... We're back to sounding like we're in the Olympics. <laughs> it's a dance. <laughs> it's art. And it's like, it's an art of being on time. And I like to have have that you know because for, for me it gets down to the food a lot of it is about the food and most of the time I have like hot options very rarely do I go mm-hmm. completely cold it's a very special circumstance if I'm doing completely cold and <laughs> it's, it's a unique occasion <laughs> if you get like to I'm... experience the culinary experience of a fully cold meal <laughs> it's hard to, to do a fully cold meal Dude, no, that's gross I'm you know like laughing and I'm just like it's very Michelin star <laughs> Which it is. Like, I feel like my experience of, like, being in your house, I'm like, eh, I made a grazing board. I'm, we're ordering food. But if my baked good comes out wrong, you know, I'm not getting over it for a month. A like, gonna and get I it. feel like, yeah, me baking is you with cooking. Yeah, right? So it's like, it gets down to the hot. Like, it's when people are right on time, then I, and I even prep it so that things come out of the oven five minutes after the time that we said so that it's hot so it's you there isn't what kind of service am i providing if it's not hot so that's and even like when it is if the, it's non-food related so if it's just because like, we host a lot of every year in october so where we live here in waterloo ontario there's like a, a neighboring like a sister city and it's kitchener ontario and it has a really large German population, which means that we actually host the largest Oktoberfest outside of Germany here in Kitchener, Ontario. And Wasn't every Kitchener year called Berlin. It so was called Berlin. Before. And fun fact for you, last year when we were like first locked down and I still had roommates in this house, we played like roommate Jeopardy. And one of the questions was, how well do you know your Waterloo? Do you, do you know what other name was proposed for Kitchener when they were changing it from Berlin? You'll never guess. Uh, it's a word that you've heard a lot in the last two years. Unprecedented? <laughs> yeah, welcome to unprecedented Ontario. <laughs> no, Corona. Oh, I was going to say COVID. I didn't think of Corona. That's funny. Yeah. Oh my God, you imagine going through the last two years living in Corona, Ontario? Yeah, kill me. Also, Corona is very close to Kelowna, Ontario. There's a Kelowna? I thought it's Kelowna, B.C. I swear there's a Kelowna Ontario. I'm almost Hold positive on. it's BC. Oh, it's Kenora. Kenora, okay. Kenora. Oh, Not right. Kenora, obviously. Kenora, Ontario. <laughs> I always get them confused. So This is so off topic. When we do Oktoberfest, I'm bringing it back. When we do Oktoberfest, right, that's really, everybody comes, we get drunk, we hop into Ubers, and then we head to like the beer halls and we do our Oktoberfest. So at that point, I don't care what time you show up. When it's not like a true hosting event, if it's just like a pregame, then I don't really care. I'll have some deco and stuff, but like nothing, nothing over, over the top. This kind of leads into the next. So like we've covered the pre, the during. Now, one of my other favorite things that I love about hosting and having people, you know, around me, like I love having people around me. This year has been hard because I'm, I'm a people person and it gets down to conversation. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like you should or do end up hosting or kind of facilitating conversation i guess it depends on who i'm with truthfully if you're one of my friends or like you've met my friends talking is not something we have an issue with it's more the shutting up part we like don't really know how to do (laughs) so when i'm spending time with people that i don't know as well i don't mind facilitating that conversation and like if i'm hosting people that like maybe i'm not as close with though that doesn't happen super often but i will say that whenever someone new is thrown into the mix i think it's super important to make sure they feel welcome which is kind of what i was saying earlier in the episode that i would come back to you want them to feel included part of whatever group it is you know and like one of my biggest pet peeves is when the ownership of making the effort is put on the person who 
is feel new. more outside the group. Yeah. yeah, the new person. It's like, it's stressful when you feel like you're newer to a circle of people and it should always be on the host to make sure they're brought in. But I think also those people that are in your inner circle and like the ones that do feel comfortable grabbing something from your fridge yeah. are the ones that should also maybe be stepping up and supporting you. And I've definitely, I didn't even like, I'm yep. lucky to have friends that do that when there are people like that that maybe are like part of separate friend groups or they're just new to the friend group and they're there are people that are closer just being you're in this game or like, we're talking about this or oh you weren't there or for that the let story me like, fill you this. in mm-hmm. here's the story like you need to know yeah and that's so important and i definitely don't have a problem being that person but i also think it is on kind of the collective inner group okay that makes sense like it makes me think of we have a friend Jacqueline hi Jacqueline who is the ultimate she is a conversation master you could give Jacqueline a plant and the plant is telling her about the photosynthesis of the day because Jacqueline is somebody and this really taught me like when I met Jacqueline when we were in university and literally the way that I talked to people was dramatically influenced by just watching her work because she she is so genuine and authentic and able to kind of strike up a conversation with anybody and I was like yeah that's that's the missing link here as a host is that ability to engage everyone to to create these conversations and to make everyone feel comfortable yeah yeah Jackie's like the queen the queen of warmth and good conversation and just you rock Jacqueline feel like hi Jackie yeah she also got engaged (laughs) everybody so yay yay well insert clapping (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so then The other thought that I have about like conversation is that I think that there are things that are you're able. So when you talk about this inner group that's kind of helping you out, I also look towards that inner group when it comes to things that you can talk about. And then there are things that are certainly appropriate to avoid. And there's nothing that I want to do more than to kind of avoid awkwardness, which comes from like not including someone properly and making sure that they feel Mm -hmm. engaged and active in the conversation. Or God forbid there's an argument because there's some sort of topic that yeah. those those hot topic issues that don't need to be in certain gatherings, right? And like coming together and togetherness, it can occur <laughs> without having everybody in that group or in that event or whatever you're hosting, a little soiree, having the same opinion on everything. And I also expect my guests to bring, you know, like a really good attitude, I think, <laughs> I would punch one of my bring, guests. Bring your own booze and good attitude. Yeah. <laughs> you come here and you start talking about... Yeah, there's a time and a place in the right circle of people for certain conversations and like dinner party with some people you hardly know is like not necessarily the best place for those to facilitate like a healthy discussion like that. Yeah. Like I said, when you're hosting, even if there are people that are maybe newer to a circle there's always going to be those one or two people that you're maybe a bit closer to and so I think having those people to kind of take over those conversational duties a little is I don't know I think that's just good guests or like good good friends in general is to like be able to do that like I think anyone can kind of see when someone's not feeling super comfortable the last thing you want is for somebody to you know come to your house and like be at this thing that you're hosting and then their thought when they leave is like oh I I didn't really feel like I was part of that or I felt I was intruding a little bit and like it's so easy to feel that way even Mm -hmm. even if not necessarily that way I've definitely been in situations where it's just the effort wasn't made to keep me in the loop on like the conversation and because of that I was like I'm not sure if they even want me to be here and you know what I mean you just never want it it's like it's just terrible to like feel that way and so like Mm -hmm. I feel like once you felt like that way once you make the effort to make sure other people don't feel like that whether you're a guest or a host you know what I mean no that's 100% fair so like I think too What's your expectation for, you know, this whole idea of bringing something for your host? Like you said before, you're like, bring nothing, just come, (laughs) you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, don't help me. I'm done. Everything's ready. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I will say I will take a hostess gift 100% (laughs) over, I shouldn't say 100% of the time. It depends on the situation, but I will, I would rather have someone be like I brought you a bottle of wine then be like I want to pay for half of the groceries or something yeah, like weird. that to me that ownership it de- and it depends like if it's a whole weekend it's a bit of a different thing when you're like feeding you know if you're if you're waiting with a group of 10 people and you're the one that did the groceries then yes like we're probably gonna like split the bill it's somehow. like a cottage weekend but, but at your own house I mean yeah but if it's like I'm having you over for dinner like, no no 
the drinks, the food, everything is like, I'm serving that to you. But if you want to bring me a bottle of wine, I'm not going to say no. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, no, like I'm not opposed <laughs> to it. I'd rather take, I'd rather take that over. I am appreciative of everything. I just feel that it's on the host to like, if you're hosting, you're, you're creating an experience for people and it's on you to foot the bill for most of that yes. or else don't host. 100%. Like, I don't I've heard horror stories of, you know, people going somewhere and then people getting down to like the nitty gritty of the payment and stuff. And it's like, I don't know if I would have come if I would have known that I would have been spending, you know, X amount of dollars when I think I have an expectation almost. Yeah, that I, I, I like that. As a host, that's that's on you. <laughs> don't host mm-hmm. if you're not ready to kind of to do that. Foot in like the, bill the for it. The rare exceptions of like if you like live in a city and everyone's coming there for an event and you're not going to that event, like then it's a little bit different. But if you're the host, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Gifts are my love language. And so, you know, my friends bring me flowers or baked goods, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> what a way to start everything, you know. So, <laughs> is that why I host? What a, way to, what a way to set the tone. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know. Now in, in the realm of hosting, there's one thing that I think is inappropriate for you to host yourself, and that is your birthday party. What are your thoughts about hosting your own birthday party? Oh my god, that's so funny. I completely disagree. I love, I love hosting my own birthday party (laughs) because I think for me, the joy is in throwing the event and not so much the, hey, it's my birthday. I don't particularly like being the center of attention. So me throwing my own birthday party is one, a control thing. And two, (laughs) more, it's more of an excuse to throw a party. I say that I love when people send me nice messages and stuff like this podcast on my birthday. (laughs) But I don't necessarily expect that, I guess, from people. So for me, my birthday has not in the last couple of years because I've had two pandemic birthdays, but it's an excuse to just do something and like bring everybody together or having a party. And I don't expect someone else to do that for me. Like you better believe I'm going to use it as an excuse to do that. So, so like, I don't, you. oh my gosh, okay, yeah. I, I don't mind. It's about spending time with the people that I love and like, I hope you'll come. Like that would be a nice birthday present, but it's not necessarily about like celebrating myself if that makes sense so I don't have an issue hosting my own birthday party because then I know I'm always going to have a birthday party and it's always going to be a party that I love which maybe that's a better way to go because I'm the complete opposite that is the one thing where I'm like better be presents better be food I don't want to know anything (laughs) about it because better be a gala (laughs) to me I I just think that I I come I am extra I come off as extra I'm a handful I'm well aware of that I don't need anybody to to notify me on that but when it comes to my birthday party and also like you know going back to a couple episodes we were talking about like uh no your birthday episode actually like friends for a reason friends for a season whatever Mm -hmm. however else that went when I friends for a lifetime yeah and I had friends in my life who maybe spoiled me because they threw really good parties and those friends aren't in my life anymore and so then that kind of leaves this I don't know what to do and I feel weird being like come celebrate me bring me presents and maybe because it's like so my love language that like yeah I I just just no I totally see yeah I totally see both sides I feel like there's nothing wrong with it depends on how you're doing it but I I see the like I guess appeal of both ways because for me it's about being like this is exactly how I want my birthday to go this is the way I make sure nobody's missed it is everybody that I want to be there has been invited. I don't mind putting like the work into throwing it for myself because mm-hmm. it is just an excuse to be like, hey, I want to have a party and I don't have a reason to, but like I'm another year older, so we're gonna like <laughs> use that as an excuse. And less so that I like put a lot of weight on like the idea my of the whole birthday. thing. Yeah. I yeah, you know, like I love being acknowledged, I guess, on my birthday, Celebrated, but I yeah. don't necessarily yeah, I don't necessarily expect that people are supposed to be going bizarre you know above and beyond yeah 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 no that's right that's bizarre bonkers (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even think of the nobody's miss aspect because like i do have i feel like i i I have a lot of like little micro micro groups that i belong to and different people and i i don't even know like if somebody went through how that would work out how would they ensure to not forget some of those people that are important to me but they're not like you know they're not my regular cycle surprise parties i think are very hard to do without missing it depends on who's throwing it yeah you know what i mean i like 
one surprise party in university and actually the day of we the morning of we were walking somewhere and someone's like happy birthday and me the idiot that I am like it wasn't even my birthday and I was like thanks it's not even my birthday yet like how'd you know <laughs> and didn't clue in that there was a surprise party for me that evening oh my God. <laughs> but yeah so for me birthdays are and and maybe maybe I just need to host my own birthday party but and get over whatever I'm feeling but for me, the one thing, so in lieu of, of the big birthday party that I don't throw myself, I throw, you know, my favorite thing to host is my annual lilac dinner, which you've been a guest at how, once or twice now, I think. Three times, I think. Three times, okay. Including the inaugural one. <laughs> I will have everybody know. It was just you and me at the first it one. It was. and I remember because we had spent the day at this beach that was like close to our university and we came home and we were just you know what we're gonna be cute we're gonna like you're gonna make a little nice back I say you like I was not helping with the (laughs) cooking but like you were making a nice backyard dinner for us and we were like there were so many flowers growing in the complex that you live in and we were like we need to like pick some wildflowers so by wildflowers I mean like the lilac bushes that were hanging over the fence that were clearly in someone else's yard (laughs) which makes them wild because they're on public property (laughs) and we started like clipping these lilacs and I remember we both had clippers and your back was turned to me and you turned around with like I'm gonna say like a handful of flowers (laughs) and I had like stripped a bush I had armfuls of flowers no you literally had the entire fucking tree okay don't don't sugarcoat it she had ripped out like a a young tree by the roots Kim how how the actual fuck did you get the tree out you know I was like do we bury it back and just take off like we might as well take the entire tree now because you know but actually no we we commemorate it with a with an annual dinner so lilac (laughs) yeah to to kind of go off that lilac dinner we were also driving home and here in Canada where we are usually like the last few weekends of May that's when the lilac bushes which are like a beautiful light purple they have an amazing smell they're bursting everywhere and I think the I don't know if it was something that we thought of at that first dinner or if it's something that I've kind of you know reflected on since this idea that the lilac is only a beautiful flower for a couple days and it's this idea of to enjoy to really enjoy you know those things in life because you don't know how long you have them you don't know when they're gonna go Mm -hmm. but when you have them to just to just delve into the smells and the beauty of that and so then every year I try to change up the guest list and if you're lucky enough you get an invitation I've 100% had friends come to me and be like how do I get on the guest list for like like dinner I was like I potentially could have an in for you but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to work for it you're gonna have to bring a present (laughs) and offer yeah an offering an offering to the lilac gods for the for the it's a it's a memorial a memorial (laughs) dinner for the tree that i killed the first year we have to plant a tree we should plant a lilac tree actually funny story as an an apology (laughs) to to not anger the lilac going back to like in my complex there is it's not so it's on i don't know how it works i think it's on like public property because i had to like look this up because one time somebody yelled at me when i was doing this like i was just the friend there's like these like maybe six or seven giant lilac trees and i was like system okay let's not forget that i i'm a i did a lot of botany work okay i know what to do and it's actually good for the lilac to prune you know a selection of flowers not to strip the entire tree but if you prune a little (laughs) bit that helps okay and some lady literally pulled over on the side of the road and was like screaming at me and you know and she was like oh miss you're not allowed to do that and I turned around to her I'm like it's doctor which it was not and it has it's still <laughs> but I was like that is the snappiest reply that I could come up with and then whatever I was beat red it's doctor <laughs> actually that was the lilac dinner that I spent by myself because everybody was super busy and I was in the middle of my master's and like I couldn't really plan it the way I wanted to and so I just like made a wall of lilacs and I just drank a lot of wine and I had a rough day at, at school the next day but it was fine so now I actually go in via 
I go in the bushes and I just so if you're watching from the road it's like think of like a Dr. Seuss movie or like there's just lilacs disappearing because my hands are going in from the inside and just cutting and pulling them off. You you know that like the like meme of Homer Simpson when he just like disappears into the shrub is like you preparing for lilac dinner. No exactly that is that is 100% what it is and so yeah so that is that is like my my all-time kind of favorite that's the that is the event that I that I live to host. No, that's like a a very special one, and it's one that everybody can have a birthday party. There's only one lilac dinner, and it's elite. And there's only spots for ten of us, so yeah. (laughs) And and Maggie and I take up two of them. And yes, I just put myself on a permanent guest list. (laughs) There's only eight remaining spots. Do you want to play a game of like hosting go tos? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right, first question for you. What is your go-to party song? Like, what's the song that's on the playlist, non-negotiable? Okay, so <laughs> I know you won't like this answer, but it's their playlists. I have a playlist. You need to go to the bathroom. I got a playlist for you because I, <laughs> <laughs> like, my parties, it's an event. Like, it's not just a one, one, one and done kind of song thing. But for me, there's, like, you know, the cocktail jazz during dinner that that soft ambiance there's cocktail hour and then while i'm cooking you know i strictly listen to italian music and then opera for like intense cooking when everything is made by hand i love i have this my sister actually was sick with bronchitis a couple years ago and in her you know hazy drug-fueled bronchital dreams she basically found this really amazing norwegian artist we, this gave us this idea of creating a playlist of like songs in other languages. And I think there's, it's called Morin Din. We'll link it in the show notes. That is my ultimate. I think when that song comes on and poor Kim had to listen to it every day. <laughs> oh my God. I know exactly what song you're talking about. <laughs> because it just gets you happy. Like for me, it's, you can't be happier than when you're in Europe. So that's, that's probably my go-to, but I do have playlists for, for every reason, every season. Also just a quick follow-up. What playlist is Rasputin by Bonnie M on? Cause I need to know that. That's my pre-gaming. That's my we're going okay. out drinking and someone's babysitting and <laughs> Tilo's you asleep. Know <laughs> you know what's funny is I, the summer that you, for anyone listening, there was a summer where we were both like obsessed with this like Rasputin by Bonnie M and I would play it at my work and it would get stuck in everybody's head and they were like, you need to turn that off. Like you're so annoying. And it became associated with me at work and someone texted me this summer because someone remixed it and it was trending and it was charting and she goes yeah it was charting this summer but like the remixed version of it which like I'll play for you when I come to visit you this weekend they texted me and they were like why is this charting and I was like as it should be I think we have more influence than people think (laughs) what we say made me laugh though okay what's your what's your go-to party cocktail I feel like I have a couple that I I love I don't I don't discriminate much but I love Pim's lemonades um, are a good one alternatively I love a Hugo um, as we've mentioned on this show before <laughs> also a big fan of just making a giant punch bowl if we're talking individual cocktails it's Pim's a Hugo or like maybe a mojito yeah mojitos are good mojitos are for me though like that's when the the mint kind of springs up here and so that's usually when i'm like a freshman no (laughs) which nobody sorry nobody plant mint not in a pot so for everybody who doesn't know oh my god mint is extremely invasive and not only is it invasive but it can do something called escaping where it's just gonna say fuck your boy and it's just gonna go wherever it wants and it will literally take over your Mm -hmm. garden and because Mm -hmm. it grows with like this crazy underground system similar to ginger you can't get rid of it it's so hard to remove yeah like a mint population it's like we used to plant like plant a big planter in the garden and then plant the mint in that so it still looks like it's in the garden but it's within a pot yeah that's the, the best way to do that all right what's your non-negotiable snack food bread freshly baked because bread should be and yeah bread is it's bread i love making bread i hate sourdough don't do sourdough it's not worth it you can do bread so much easier and i think having you know like oh let me just roll my french baguette i got myself like very specific bread making tools and i think that adds that elevates the experience of eating when there's fresh bread so okay yeah throwing a theme party what is it 
Okay. I've been watching a lot of Love Island lately, so my brain was really stuck on, like, a beach theme. Um, like, I'm thinking, like, like a winter beach theme. Um, but, like, to be honest, I'm also not a huge themed party person. Like, ugly Christmas sweater parties are my actual nightmare. Okay, like, okay. no. It's a no from me. Um, but, like, I'm down for the beachy theme in the middle of winter. Like, everyone come in, like, your bathing suits and, you know, I'm going to do some, though, like, Kim. In- That's a sight for... for- that to make sore eyes, not even for sore eyes, to make sore eyes. Everybody. I just think it would be so funny. I mean, on like alternative for like a classic, you know, fancy fancy dress, I guess is like the term for like it not being Halloween, you know, like costumes, anything kind of goes kind of. No, 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 not fancy dress. Like, I guess that's like more of the British term for it. Not Halloween, like Halloween costumes, but it's not Halloween. Like, just come in a costume. Okay, okay, yes. Fine. Like, anything goes kind of themed party if I can't have my Love Island beach theme party. Um, <laughs> well, actually, you know but- what? You had a, a so back in ooh, 14, 2015, Kim threw a party in which there were inflatables, there was an inflatable palm tree setup, there was an inflatable yeah. giraffe, and fun fact kind of not fun fact, kind of weird fact, but I took a photo with set giraffe. And I posted the the location at African Lion Safari. And the day that I posted that, actually like four years later, my husband and I went on our first date on that day at African Lion Safari. And I remember finding the picture being like, oh, imagine that. Manifesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you said I'm at African Lion Safari. And four years later she was. <laughs> No, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Throwing a party, whether you like it or not, someone's like, we're playing a game. What are you suggesting? I'm a big, I'm a big game, game player at parties. You are actually more of a game person. So for me, if we're hitting up cards, I love Euchre. I have the biggest mouth ever when we play Euchre and rightfully so because I am unbeaten. Let's go. I will take anybody. You're going down. And then mm-hmm. there's a game called Cockroach Poker, which if you haven't played Cockroach Poker, it comes in a really small box. You can find it basically at any kind of gaming store now or like game board store. And it's a game of lying. And the more drunk you get as you're trying to lie. So basically, you're just lying. You're trying to trick the person beside you. And that's always a hoot. The more drunk you get, the funnier it gets. Um, as far as like drinking game games go... Um, there's a game called 200, which I think I've previously mentioned that one time after Thanksgiving, I threw up in a parking lot thanks to the game <laughs> 200. And like the premise of that game is basically you, everybody around the table or around like your game play area gets a pen and a piece of paper. And there's a cup in the middle and you have a ping pong ball. And basically when the game starts everybody's taking that ping pong ball and they're trying to bounce it into the cup in the middle once they've if they successfully do that so if you if you try you don't get it the next person takes it and you keep going until somebody gets it into the cup in the middle then that person has to drink the alcohol in that cup fill it back up with their own drink put it back in the middle and then they take their pen and they start trying to write out like one two three and the idea is to try to get up to 200. But the thing is, while you're writing up to 200, the entire rest of the, the game players, they're trying to get that ping pong in. Once they get that in, they steal that pen from you, and then they try to get up to 200. And it's just like hours of, of drinking other people's alcohol and just... Oh my god, what? Just, That's so fun. I've it never is, played that before. Oh my god, it's so fun. That's literally what led to the, the throw up in the Conestoga Mall parking lot of 2019. Yep, not proud of that, but I don't think I even won, which makes me mad because... <laughs> doesn't, doesn't sound like you won. <laughs> I didn't win anything that day. I'm not a big game person. If it is, I want it to be like a super social game. Like I like, you know, like a beer pong or like a um anything that's like super chatty or like not hard to follow because like i'm not someone who's like even if you know whether i'm drinking or not i'm like just not good at strategizing like more speed than it is like (laughs) thought yeah i love that and i feel like the takeaway from this episode is that like we're ready for everybody we're gonna do it we're gonna host we're you know come to my house i have availability and we're ready to go 
but this actually i think does this wrap up the art of hosting i think so i that was that was my last uh my last go-to question for you okay well heck yeah so then we're we're on our last segment of the show so get excited here is the philomath segment i was at a wedding a couple weeks ago and at this wedding we were talking my cousin was actually there and we were just kind of chatting and my sister and i and my cousin were you know just talking and all of a sudden somebody said my sister's name literally from the the front door of the establishment and she whipped her head around and i was like how did you hear i'm sometimes talking to you i'm beside you on the couch and you are not listening to me as i talk to you and so my cousin who is studying psychology he said well that's thanks to something called the cocktail party effect and so i thought how fitting is this little segment to put into this art of hosting you know when we're talking about big parties yeah, and, and you should know what this is okay so basically it it's an effect that refers to the ability so this is also kind of a paraphrase from audiology.org i read a couple papers from basically like how the brain is extracting meaning from noise and so the cocktail party effect refers to the ability to focus one's attention on a particular stimulus while filtering out a range of other stimuli, which is just like the excess noise. And so there is this paper by, by Haldgraf et al. in 2016 that have basically, they've turned an ear to the neuroplasticity of the brain that enables extraction of speech-like features from degraded input, which basically means that they, they found that the brain emphasizes anything that might be speech-like and that there's like these like tuning properties that can be improved with experience and so basically what that says is that while you're talking to people at a party you're always listening you know and this kind of goes into this whole idea of like kind of selective hearing and so it's this idea that you're listening to certain things and one of the main things that you're listening to is your name name. is your name not only your name but also character so like let's just say making sure your name's not coming out of the wrong person's (laughs) mouth yeah kim's gonna walk over there and give him a good uh one two (laughs) but i heard i heard my name in your mouth so yeah name name is a big one the other thing is like let's just say you're hosting a party and you made your nacho dip and someone's like wow this nacho dip is actually really good or this nacho dip is not what they said it was on the podcast you know what you believe i have bat hearing now (laughs) so when they basic you know from an evolutionary Mm -hmm. point of view you're always listening you're always there and so it's really interesting how you can be at a party you can be chatting no matter how good the conversation is with whoever you're talking to you have this ability to be everywhere all at once that's so interesting i know right and i thought that was i wonder if that's like do you think that's a similar thing to you know okay so say you're like home alone during the day you hear a noise in your house like a creak or like something you you probably don't even like notice it during the day but at night you hear that same noise and it's like your immediate like your attention is like immediately drawn to it like i wonder if that's some sort of variation of like a similar thing you oh, know absolutely. what i mean when you're like all of a sudden becoming hyper aware of like certain like you know a noise during the day isn't necessarily going to put you on alert like a noise when you're home alone in the middle of the night a hundred hundred percent that's the idea of like you are always on high alert for danger nighttime is danger so when you hear noises at night you're going to amplify those noises and you're gonna like register them slash take you know analyze them whereas during the day the light kind of keeps you safer and stuff but actually in this so sorry kind of going off topic but when i was reading this one of these like reviews of one of these papers have you ever heard of the song old lang snee old lang sign yeah like the song they sing at new year's yeah what is that the oh my god i don't know i don't know how the words you know the song though do i I? don't know the words because i looked up the I looked up the lyrics for it, just like, um, I was very confused because basically it followed up with this whole thing, like, in the United States, it is southern greens, black-eyed peas, and cornbread. Peas for pennies, greens for dollars, and cornbread for gold. And so, I don't know if that's, like, you know, that mixed yeah. with, like, the pop I of did champagne. I not know those were the words to it. Oh, sorry. I literally have never heard of it before this, and then I, I saw this and I was like, 
what southern greens black eyed peas and cornbread i've literally never heard of you something. said the black eyed peas and i was it's like should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind new year's midnight it the ball drops that's the song that plays okay crazy. is old lang syne but i don't know i don't have never known the words to it i just know it's in like it's a very like it's like a classic holiday song crazy oh my goodness okay yeah totally didn't know that but yeah so that that was kind of an interesting find when i was going through but yeah so basically i think that that's the perfect tie-in you know for for the hosting the art of hosting cocktails is this idea that no matter where you are no matter who you're with you know, if you're a good host, if you're a bad host, everybody's listening to everybody all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no matter where you are at my party, just know I'm lost and I. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that that will conclude the episode of The Art of Hosting. And we actually have a really exciting and special yeah. announcement. Like I kind of teased at before, we are ready to host. And so Kim, why don't you tell us, tell everybody what we're hosting yeah, if this episode hasn't sold you on our hosting abilities, you can uh, give it all a test run for yourself because we're inviting everybody to our event at the Button Factory Arts uh, on October 23rd, 2021. Um, it is in Kitchener, Ontario. So if you're in the Waterloo area or if you are not, uh, you can just drive. It's fine. <laughs> and we will be hosting an event from 1 to 4 p.m. that day. Uh, tickets will be $10 and will be available for purchase in September. Uh, there'll be lots of drinks, food, because we know that's a non-negotiable, <laughs> and some other, like, fun goodies and stuff. So, like, we didn't really get to have a, a launch a, party. Thing to, yeah. yeah, we didn't really able to, like, celebrate with people and, like, actually do anything to launch it. So, like, we'll be definitely sharing a lot more about that in the next couple of weeks, but we would love uh, one who listens or anyone who's just, like, new to listening. Uh, or hasn't listened before and wants to come out and hang out with us. Yeah, save, save the date. You know, this is our unofficial, official, unofficial launch party. And we're just really excited to, to meet everybody. You know, I think normally you kind of have a launch party right at the beginning. But this is almost like, hey, it's it's been eight months of, of us talking and you listening, hopefully laughing. And we would love to meet everybody. We'd love to hang out. And, you know, there's people that listen on my end there's people that listen on kim's end and let's let's see if we can we can mix and match everybody together and so we, yeah. we'd love to see you you know more more info will follow on our our socials soon which by the way you should follow us uh, on instagram at at wits end podcast and please leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening um any reviews and feedback is greatly appreciated and we'd love to read what people have to say yes we really do and also my husband's brother is a brewer and he may or may not be brewing a very special brew for this event for us so until next time guys bye bye oh my god what we're getting our own beer yeah <laughs>